Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Selective Hearing. I am here with a beautiful guest this week, and her name is Ambila Nath, and she is an intuitive business coach who's going to share with us how to build our businesses and ourselves. So before I introduce her and get started, I just want to let you all know that I am so grateful for you guys sticking with me. I promise you that I'm going to continue to bring motivation and resources that can help you along your journey with this season. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for offering all these amazing resources to my audience. And yes, please uh, share with everyone a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having me on the program, Julie. My name, as Julie said, is Ambila Nath. I am a spiritual business coach. I help entrepreneurs to use their intuition or teach them how to tap into that intuition and then really accelerate it in their business. So they're taught the normal business strategies, the logic, practical stuff, but then we're using this as the extra tool just to get things faster and with more ease. So how does this kind of, I know you've mentioned some of the traditional um, educational tools that you help with, how is this different than traditional business coaching methods? Well, you have the traditional, we all know, is that all the strategic, learning about sales, planning, um, marketing, you name it, branding, all of that kind of thing. So that's a given. But the intuitive part is very much tailored to yourself. And that kind of links in with you needing to have your own personal growth because it's about understanding where your blocks are. It's about understanding why certain things in your business aren't happening and why they're not happening. Everybody goes on courses, everybody's on webinars, there's so many freebies, you know, people are educating themselves, doing their best. But then there's an element where they're going, I'm following these so-called experts, but it's still not happening for me. And that missing piece is that they're not actually looking inwardly as much as they can do and really noticing where that block is lying. So I help them to kind of begin to tap into that, but also to tap into their inner voice, which I call intuition. Other people say gut feeling that there's just so many names to it, but whatever resonates with you, it's using your intuition to then start helping to guide you. Do you help people find where their strengths and weaknesses are as far as like, like say, I'm the kind of person that likes to sleep in late. I am more of a creative kind of person than the kind of person that can sit in front of a computer and be structured. Are yeah. these the type of things that we're talking about? Like you help people kind of find their way in those aspects as well? Yes. So it's a balance between both because you have to do the strategic, which is, you know, as you were saying, you have to sit by the computer, you've got to do the admin, you've got to do the sales marketing, that's a given. So I'm teaching them skills in how they can better manage that time and motivation and all of that, which is what I would call normal business coaching, because that's part of the parcel. The intuitive part is more about the inner work. It's more about looking at your mindset, looking at where your story began of prime example, um, it's not really connected to business, but people can really relate to this example, is the money aspect. So people understand money blocks, that they're looking at all these leaders following everything they're doing and then going, but why am I not making the millions like them and I'm doing all the work? And the reason why they're not doing that 
is because what they haven't done is looked at their inner mindset and the self-sabotaging that they're doing with it. So the intuitive aspect is really doing that level of deeper work where you're looking at your mindset, you're looking at your emotions, you're looking at the inner voice, that negative voice that's always telling you you're not worthy, you're stupid, you can't succeed, you can't do this, that kind of voice. And then learning how to align all of that so that the prime thing that people you know talk about the manifesting then they're actually creating what they want so the intuitive part isn't as intuitive as people assume because it requires a lot of depth and work but then what you're doing is allowing that intuition in that voice to be heard that's why i love your title of selective hearing yeah (laughs) because you have to listen (laughs) yeah you have to also recognize it Mm mm-hmm yeah that that is the the big part about it it's like yeah hearing and recognizing and um your ability to hear and recognize because a lot of us listen yeah and respond yeah and 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 most of the time it's the wrong things that we're listening to and responding to and this is kind of taking it on that spectrum to the other Mm -hmm. that you are listening to things that are helping you to grow but on a positive way, but also it's your inner guidance. I call it your inner Google map. (laughs) It's there to guide you, but you need to turn it on for it to start working. So what made you take this on from this, uh, I'll say from this perspective, like you could have just been like a, a business coach and gave all the tools and resources that everyone else is doing out there, but this is a very unique approach. So what kind of inspired you to do it this way would it be cliche if i turned around and said in my intuition (laughs) but no honestly it was it wasn't planned the coaching part was planned you know i went through the strategic learning qualifying all of that kind of thing the business part learning of course was but the intuitive part was something that within my life it just happened organically because I, I've always had an interest in it. I've always had an interest in wanting to understand body language, human beings, but from a 360 point of view, spiritual, logical, emotional, thought, you know, body language, you name it. I just want to understand why we tick and how we tick. So when I started my intuitive journey, I was always from the get-go getting readings and psychics and stuff. And I thought, whoa, they're so out there, you know, normal people aren't born with this ability. So I just never thought I would be one of those people. I just thought, wow, these people are extraordinary. So starting my journey was, as I said, very organic. I moved to a town and city. I didn't know anybody. I went and got a tower reading. Tower reader said, I'm going to be starting these um, psychic circles. And I went, what on earth is that? She said, well, it's a, a weekly workshop where we, you know, meet together. And I teach you how to open your intuition and I went okay I just shrugged no business plan no nothing but a way of getting out meeting people so that started my journey to really tapping into my intuition I always had it I just never recognized it my friends used to always say to me how is it that you can go into a sale pick up an amazing sales item go to the counter and it's reduce from whatever the sales price is to say you know one pound or one dollar in american money and yet i do the same and they'll go oh no this is a full price item in the wrong you know 
um, aisle. And I think that's my intuition because my intuition has guided me, but I've not at that level thought of it as intuition. I've just thought it as, oh, I'm just, you know, it just happens. So understanding how this person helped me to really understand what intuition is and how I can tap into that energy, but also begin to recognize it, that that was a decade long of a journey. And then just using that for interest, my own ability, then I started tapping into going, oh, I can make a sideline business and earn money, which I was doing very well. And then my old mindset set in, which is that you can only succeed in one thing and make money out of one thing. So therefore I shut the very successful business down and went, no, I can only concentrate on coaching. It took about another decade for me to get out of my own way regarding my spirituality, tell the world that I wasn't just a business coach, but I was also a spiritual person as well, and then work out what package or how I could introduce this to the people that I want to be attracting to help them in, to grow their business. It has been organic, but it's also been strategic in really trying to work out how this can work. You tapped into yourself and, you know, discovered your abilities and, and how to grow yourself. So how do you help your clients do that? Like, what's that, that one thing that you do to like help them tap into? their intuition. A lot of people, when they connect with me or come to me, already have a curiosity. So there could be at different levels or stages. So they have a curiosity with regards to their intuition, but maybe not using it as much. When they're working with me, I do an assessment. And when I say assessment, we're talking about a coaching call where I'm able to actually read where their level of locks are and we're not just talking on a mental and emotional level but we are talking on a physical level because i'm also a healer so i'm able to see it as well and in me helping my clients i do not sugarcoat it hence why i have the tagline straight talking spirituality <laughs> spiritual coach because i tell it as it is but i mean it with love and compassion so i don't sugarcoat it in the sense that i don't hide away and say look this is not an easy process i'm not going to say that it's going to happen overnight it's going to require you to do work it's going to require you to build that trust but it's also going to require you to move out of your own way if they are willing to do the work because remember i did the work i didn't just tap into it because i attended these workshops i did the work and it's about learning to do that. And I hold their hand and I you know, help them. But we always start with a basic that they can understand, which is really looking into their th thought process. What is it that's stopping them from moving forward? Because once we know and understand what that negative voice is constantly telling them, then we can get them to identify the intuitive voice the guidance system because then the negative voice isn't so loud anymore. I absolutely love how much inner dialogue comes up on this show. It literally comes up almost without even trying or it, it being a part of the topic of discussion. It comes up in almost every single episode, which just like it's kind of reaffirming to me a how powerful yeah. that voice really is and how important yeah. it is to speak to ourselves a certain way. Like I always say like the way that we talk to ourselves like manifests in so many different ways in our life. Exactly, and if we really, and I do this continuously and I'm astounded even today at what my inner voice 
keeps on saying, because one thing I also highlight to my clients is that you do not get rid of that inner voice. It just up levels just as much as you up level. So it's not something that you're going to within this lifetime, just go, oh yes, I've cured it. You're better able to recognize it and handle it and shut it down quicker. It's going to be there because every time you're leveling up, so is that voice leveling up. So think of it as your, you know, devil and angel sitting on the side. So with each time you're each growth, you know, getting to your millions, your billions or whatever, you're going to have that inner voice constantly. But when you learn the tools and recognize it, you're able to shut it down so much more quicker than just actually entertaining it and, you know, having dinner with it and throwing a party with it and just really becoming involved with it. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like, I, I like to use like the snowball, like, it yeah, starts yeah. out like this small oh, snowball, but if you keep just packing on snow, the next thing you know, like it's out of control. You know, you've you've talked about you know you help people understand that they have to do the work and all of these different things, which is like important in every single thing that we do. I want you to kind of elaborate on like the misconceptions about being spiritual and using your intuition to help guide people through their businesses. Um, what do people think? Because like. In my mind, I'm like, oh, like she's gonna come in and wave a magic wand, like, and and here we go, like, boom, it's perfect. This is gonna be very different than the other one. Like, this is gonna work. Like, she's a magician, no. <laughs> so, like, what, what, like, what are the common misconceptions to this? So, one misconception, as you were talking to me, I just wanted to highlight, was people thinking that spirituality and being able to use and tap into that is a myth that you know that that it's it's just bs that people are talking about it but it's not real it is real it does exist um with regards to as i said because i am known for my straight talking i don't ever say that i'm just going to put a magic wand and it's going to miraculously appear but i do say to people do the work and it will appear faster the other myths that people have with relating to spirituality and you learning to use that energy is that it's going to work for them, but it's not going to work for me because then they're already blocking it even without understanding it. That myth of, I put my order out there. Why hasn't it happened? When's it going to happen? Why is it not happening? So they kind of keep on thinking it's an immediate thing, like a transaction. You go to the ATM, you, you put your card in, you ask for the money, you get the money and you're like, yay, now I can party. No, <laughs> manifesting doesn't work in that speed because it's very much what happens is think of it and i honestly i need to speak to amazon regarding commission on this one i use this example so much so think of it as you place an order to amazon you know what you want you you know put all the criteria in amazon goes okay fine there's your expected delivery date you know this is what we're working towards now the universe works with the same thing so you put out there i want a beautiful big red car Universe goes, great, okay, this is the expected date that I'm going to deliver it to you. And off it goes in its background, you know, kind of taking the order, talking to the people, you know, whatever it's got to do. Now, with regards to the universe, Amazon will go and talk to suppliers and X, Y, and Z and delivery people and everything else. But the universe comes back like Big Brother, just watching you and goes, okay, where is your energy aligned with this? 
So you've said you want this big red car, you know, and you want to be able to afford it, keep it, you know, you don't just want it sitting in the driveway. But where is your belief that you're going to get this? Because if if during that process of your order, you start to sit there going, oh my God, I'm going to get this red car, but I can't afford the petrol. Petrol prices are going up. Oh my God, how the hell am I going to pay for the insurance and drive it? Maybe I can just drive it around the block and then keep it. And, you know, and you start worrying about those things the universe is saying, okay, you don't believe you deserve it. So therefore, that's when you keep on getting the delays. And then when you get the delays and people kind of think that this doesn't work. So that's one of the other myths. It's understanding, yes, guaranteed there's delays, but then there's a solution to the delay. And that means you have to do more work. Can I share a story with you? Please do. <laughs> it made me think about, it actually made me think about the process of this show. Because in 2018, I said, I'm going to do this show. I'm going to call it Selective Hearing. I'm going to have like, it was going to be like a panel of like four women. And we were going to talk about these very same topics, but it was just going to be amongst the four of us. Yeah. And I was producing it like I would produce a television show that was on network TV. And it was failing. Like I was pregnant with my first son. Like it was like nothing was going right. I had everything like the ideas and the structure and I'm I'm super organized when it comes to this kind of stuff, guys. So things weren't working. I got on bed rest with my with my son. And I gave up. Like because things weren't working. But I just kept having it in me like I'm going to do this show called Selective Hearing one day. I'm going to do it. But I also had Monica in there like we're not doing it if it's not perfect. And so that's my, that's what I call, I named, I named my inner, my, my inner critic or inner dialogue. She's Monica. That's her name. Like the angel, the devil, like she, her name is Monica. So Monica was showing up like, we're not doing it. It's not perfect. So then fast forward to like COVID hits. I lose my job. I'm in the house. I'm pregnant again. (laughs) Like there's, there's a lot going on. (laughs) And I'm like, guess what? I'm just going to do it. And so I sat on my couch. I had, guys, it was a hot mess. I didn't know about ring lights. Like I literally approached this with, I'm filming a television show. I went in the basement, dug out my big hot studio lights. I was sweating. It was, (laughs) it was a mess. Like, but I sat on my couch. I literally lit my entire living room. Like it was a, a, a studio. And I got my camera out. I got my microphone. I wasn't even using like this kind of microphone. I was literally using a movie mic and I just did it. And it went from like me being on the couch and having these discussions by myself with just like a scroll of people in the comments that were at home doing nothing. Yeah. Growing into this podcast and growing into this, this positive lifestyle and mindset blog. So it was always there. And it always kept coming to the surface. It just kept rising to the surface. Like, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. I got out of my way and was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, forget everything. All the fluff, all the, you know, glitz and glamour and the Hollywood mindset, because that's what you were taught to do. Just do it. And over time, like, I simplified it. I got ring lights, people. I got a good microphone. Got Zoom. (laughs) And here we are bringing, like, these beautiful conversations with beautiful people to you every single week so I just I had to share that when you were talking I just kept thinking about like gosh I did all of that like but that's the thing until we're shown 
or told we, we all do it i do it mm -hmm. so you know and as i said we up level and can i just congratulate you for naming monica because by doing that you've taken the control and power because you recognize it now because when we do mine i call the gremlin <laughs> so when you do that then you're in control of it and not the other way around so i would definitely as you know one of the basics of really beginning to tap into your intuition take control is name the voice so that you know that way you can tell it to shut up and it feels like you're telling a person to shut up and it's just you know empowering you everything that you you did and congratulations for listening to your intuition and not constantly burying it and getting that confidence to start this amazing podcast and to put it out there because ultimately what you're doing is empowering others in so many different ways you know to do the same by showing them that if I can do it, so can you. And this is what intuition is really all about, because the more you tap into it, the more you realize that actually it's not about the human ego. You know, like you were saying, the studio lights, and I had it all this, and trust me, I've done the same. Not studio lights, but you know, my own versions of stuff. And you realize once you take the fluff out, nobody notices but you. It's kind of like planning a your wedding, you're, you're so much into the details. And years on, people just remember they had a good time, the food was great, the bride and groom were lovely, they, you know, they don't care about your colour scheme and the details and where the knives and forks sat and who did what. And that's the same relating to business and what you're putting out there. It's very much about what value is it that you're giving a person that they will remember you and want to keep on connecting and coming back and that all of that comes from your core i agree so much and if it's something that like you're really supposed to do like it doesn't leave you alone no but... and you don't feel like it's work i do ridiculous hours but that's because i don't feel it's work I'll pick up and do something. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are instances where I think, oh God, I don't like this, but I know I have to do it or now I outsource. But then there are other times I will kind of get some inspiration late night and go, yeah, let me just do that. And I'm not sitting there going, oh my God, I'm clocking work hours. Once you find what it is that you're meant to be doing, and again, you don't need to be the next Oprah in order to you know, get that feeling, but it's just more about tapping into what it is that really excites you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And sometimes, and this is just me speaking for me, but like sometimes when you do take that step back and just scale, scale back and just do it, it actually ends up being better than what you originally planned. Because I, even though I had like this giant network production in my head, it was limited. Because I was saying I was going to have this com these conversations with, you know, four women on a panel. That means I was never going to be exposed to any different vantage points outside of the walls of these four women that I hope to find. So no matter what we discussed, they were going to only bring the same things to the table. Now I have opportunity to talk to people all over the world who have experienced different things, who have all these great stories, who can... I learn with the audience every single week. Like, it's not just me offering you guys tools and resources. Like, I take away so much from every conversation as well. So if I was in a space where, like, it would have looked great. I'm almost certain because I'm that OCD about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
it would not have been as far as like what my my true intentions and missions are for this show and what I want for the listeners. It would have never grown to that because they couldn't within the space of just these four individuals. Well, not only that, you you let go of limiting yourself Mm -hmm. because this is another example I use. The universe's plan for us is far more grander and more elaborate than we could ever think about or hope for. So we kind of sit there going, okay, I'm aiming for a bungalow, you know, for it to live and stuff. And, you know, that's my aspiration. It's a roof over my head. It's comfortable. It's got a garden. Driveway gives me what I want. I'll be happy with that. I can pay the mortgage. I can afford it, you know, and, and we've limited within you know whatever money we might be owning that we've limited the universe is going but i want to give you that villa overlooking the ocean you know with with, i don't know 600 bedrooms and you know all the staff to help to maintain it and everything else but because we can't see beyond what we believe we deserve because of what you know wherever we want to box ourselves in regarding the income we're going to be making out of our business the kind of business we're going to get the fact that we have to do it all alone we're the ones keeping ourselves in the box. The universe, like our intuition, is constantly going, Hey, did you see that email? That that email I've just sent you. You need to be collaborating with that person. Did you did you are, are you responding to it? And that is us needing to see the signs, but also not needing to limit ourselves regarding our own vision. Yes, have one, because you know that's what we're aspiring to, but be flexible with it and grow with it. And when you do allow the universe to really give to you, exactly as you said, you find, oh my God, this is so much grander and better than I ever hoped for. Um, it feels better. Yeah. It feels so much better. Like, it, it's, you, it's nice. It's really, it's, a, it's really like a good feeling. Yeah. And that's the other thing is you feel guilt-free. There's no regret. There's no guilt, you know, attached to it. So therefore, you know it's right because you're not constantly beating yourself up or looking over the shoulder and doubting and everything else but it feels right and then you know you are in the right place so can you give me or share with us like an example of one of your like favorite success stories with your clients uh one of my success stories was a client who was wanting to move from employed work and she she wanted to do something you know for herself in terms of business and stuff. And she didn't, she intuitively also knew she needed to do that, as in, you know, move into a business and stuff, but she didn't believe she was the entrepreneur to make it happen, that, you know, that she could make it happen. She kept on going, okay, maybe I need somebody to help me. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to have everything set up before I can take the leap. And once she just, again, working with me, we we went through lots of, you know, work and self-doubt and blocks and strategic stuff and everything. And this was leading up to her actually leaving employment and going into business. Once she started that journey and she started actually believing that she was going to be okay financially, with the transition and actually put even better um then she took that leap and before i know it from and this was over covid time so she started her business <laughs> not planned it was not planned you know covid hit us all nobody expected it but she thrived over covid because one she was doing what she was enjoying doing 
I mean, it was that she she owns a cafe, she, a coffee shop, and um, it's not a franchise; it's her own thing. So one, she loved it. She she you know interacted with customers. She loved it. And then secondly, rather than thinking, okay, COVID, it shut everything down. Okay, oh my God, I need to sit at home for six months. I'm not going to earn any money, and there's no employment money coming in. She went, okay, what are we allowed to do? Oh, we can do delivery. Okay, I can work with that. Let me do deliveries instead. So she got creative. She got really tapped into every obstacle that was brought in her way. And remember, this is her first six months of business. So we're not even talking six years into business, COVID hit. This is her first six months into business. And every time, you know, there was a restriction put in, she came up with a solution. And she said, oh my God, I'm being that I'm busier than ever. It's unbelievable. I'm getting orders over the phone you know, for delivery and things, because she worked out solutions. And this is what it's all about. And each and every time she's listening to her intuition, guiding her, whereas she could have listened to her um, mind and her thoughts and spent six months on the couch, you know, because the government said, no, you can't do this. So that would be, you know, one of the most, well, there's been many, but memorable. That had to be tough. It's, I, it's almost like surreal how impactful that was on the world. Like all of us, like someone put it to me, like we all experienced loss in some capacity. Like yeah. it was a shared traumatizing experience for the world. And yeah. It's mm -hmm. being brought together because we've shared this experience, you know, for mm -hmm. the generations that were around at that time. We're, we're gonna carry that for decades going, you know, forward and really be able to tap into that. In each spectrum of life, it's whether you focus on the positive and look for solutions or whether you focus on the negative and go, oh, okay, no, I, I can't do this because the economy, government, everybody else has told me I can't do this. My client went, what can I work with? What can am I allowed to do? And then, yeah, she ran forth with it. And this is what being an entrepreneur is about. This is about really listening to that voice so that you don't hold yourself back because other people are telling you you can't do it. I agree like 100% with that. <laughs> yes, there's going to be problems, but there's always going to be a solution. Yeah. So focus on that. Like just focus on that. Like it will it will make life so much yeah. better. I always say acknowledge the problem because it's, you know, you don't want to be brushing it under the uh, rug or anything that it doesn't exist. Of course it exists. It's there right in front of you. Acknowledge it, but then go, okay, what can what can we do? to make it better and fix it and heal it because ultimately that's what the journey is about it's not about the problem it's about what are you going to do next when i was putting your package together i was thinking about like i wonder what like a good exercise would be for like someone to do that's like beginning to like integrate using their intuition into their business decision making process so like, what is like a, a fun exercise, a, a fit, effective exercise that you would do with someone? Okay, so th this is actually, well, I had a lot of fun when I was asked to do it and I do it now quite regularly. And you can apply this to your life. So I know I'm predominantly business, but everything I do, you can also apply to your life as well. So think of it in terms of decluttering your wardrobe. So when you declutter your wardrobe, we basically say, you keep it, you uh, give it to charity, or you throw it in the trash, you know, dispose of it, delete it. So keep those three things in mind. So you delete it, you um, give it to charity, or you keep it. Now translate that 
to your mind. Start on a daily basis really hearing your thoughts. We're not asking about you judging. We're not asking about you calling them stupid or telling them to shut up or do any of that kind of thing to start with. But just start listening in on what it is that you're actually thinking and talking in your day, you know, on a daily basis. You will be astounded with the thoughts that you think that you're not having. I'm a so-called positive person, positive coach, positive this, I'm a, you know, all of that. And when I constantly do this, Remember what I said, negative voice is always up level as you do. I'm still astounded. But start to hear what your uh, thoughts are saying on a daily basis. A few things that you will start to get. Try this for seven days, you know, and then hopefully build on it because you love it. But start with seven days to start with. So one thing you will note is that you will get similar thoughts at similar time of days. I now have an 11 a.m. thought. Every time it comes through my head, I'm like, oh my God, it must be 11 a.m. and I haven't even looked at the clock. But it's because I know that that trajectory subject of thought comes around about that time of my day. And then you're better able to monitor it. And then the next part, remember what we said regarding the clues, either delete it, keep it because it's positive, it's empowering, it's going to help you. Yeah, don't pass it on to anybody else, but definitely just delete it or keep hold of that thought. So this is a very playful exercise. It's more about getting people more aware to one, their intuition, but also the things that are holding them back. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna, actually, I'm gonna try that with my kids too. I think that would be fun, especially because, you know, kids have such big feelings yeah. and like they, they're, oh my gosh, my five-year-old might like that. His, Cause one of his favorite words is I'm gonna delete it. Like, <laughs> And the funniest thing is you can laugh about it because as I said, you're not judging these. Think of it as watching a movie in the cinema. That's literally what you're doing. You're not being a critic. You're not doing anything. And I was literally getting to a point where I was beginning to laugh at the thoughts that I was having because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that. So you doing it with your kids and you know, if you wanted to share it with family, friends, whomever, or have a group, it becomes really playful. And the more playful it becomes, the more you're likely to hold on to it than something that's just a drudgery of a routine. I think Elijah would love that. Yeah. He has a tablet that he gets to play with on the weekends, and he has um, all these little kid games and things on there. And when there's no more space, his favorite, his literally his favorite thing is to say, "Is Mom, I want this new game." And I'm like, there's no space. And he goes, no, I'm going to delete it. Like, and he'll go through and just start deleting stuff off so he can make space for the Crayola game or whatever he found. And that literally is the metaphor for your mind. The more you let go of that's not working, the more space you're creating for better things. And, and it's the same in terms of energy. It's the same when it comes to manifesting. All of it links. So your five-year-old already knows manifesting techniques without realizing well labeling yeah i like to think maybe i have something to do with that no. <laughs> <laughs> sure you did sure <laughs> just a little oh my gosh this conversation has been wonderful i've like enjoyed it so much me too I have to I have to ask you um before you share how everyone can contact you um I love to ask this question I call it the big show question it's my favorite question to ask everyone what does selective hearing mean to you I remember when we had the pre-recording you asked me that and I said to you my answer is going to be so different when and it, it truly is because one I don't remember what I said but two <laughs> I was thinking about it this morning and I went 
and again intuitively that this is basically what came up and and we've actually been talking extensively about it which is the inner voice so selective hearing for me is very much about what are you selecting to listen to is it your inner voice sorry so is it your gremlin or you know that next voice your inner voice is it your intuition or is it the external world telling you what to do so for me it's tapping into that and figuring out what which selective voice would you listen to i love it i know which one. <laughs> it's because like i say like you know like everything it's funny because like over the years my answers have changed so much but it's like now i'm in a space where i'm like yeah like conversations have the ability to affect so much change but like we have to have that conversation with us first so like, yeah. I love that. Like you have to listen to you to effectively listen to others. You have to be able to recognize all these things in you to recognize these things in other is, and to know how to handle every situation. So it's like a, it's like a graduation period for me yeah. being at, being at that level right now. Cause it's like, okay, you know, like I'm moving out of it's you, you know? And then like, no, it's me. And then when I see you respond in some other kind of way, like to me, it's, it's not me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's so it's it's something going on with you that I may be triggering. Like it's it's crazy how it like shifts. Yeah, because we're a mirror mm -hmm. to or every single person is a mirror to us and vice versa. So it, it's again all part of the intuition. When you begin to have that awareness, then you begin to see, you know, that part of the world as well. Mm -hmm. So share with the audience how they can reach out to you really easy i mean of course i'm connected in all social media modems and stuff but the fastest ways to get to me is via instagram which is ambila underscore math and the second way is my website which is again ambilanath.com so actually just google my name and i appear and then please connect but if you want the fastest response instagram and website and I will also put all that information in the show notes and on selectivehearingshow.com's resource page. So when you get there, there's going to be a big, beautiful picture of Ambila right there. And it's going to say Ambila Nath website. Just click the button. Like I, I have, I love telling everybody that every episode, because at the end of last season is when I installed this page. So now you have the opportunity to go look up the guests that have been on this show, their websites and the resources that they offer, reach out, have a conversation with them and find out what is next for you because that is the purpose of this show. And I just want to tell you, thank you for being here with me. Thank you so much. It's such an amazing conversation. I knew it would be like, <laughs> I already know, like going in, you guys, I kind of have like, I cheat a little bit because I get to talk to them before they get to talk to you. I have pre-show interviews. So I already knew it was going to be a dope conversation, but thank you again. It's been wonderful. I've really enjoyed it. And so. do you want to say anything before we go? Um, I would just basically say to people who are starting up, who are curious, who are tapping into that intuition is one, don't be afraid of it. Secondly, think of it as Google Maps. The more that you use it, the more that you exercise it and know it, the more you will understand it and the more and stronger it will be able to uh, guide you. That's a beautiful close. So everyone, I will be back next week with a brand new episode. So until next time, this is Selective Hearing.